Welcome to the Church Safety and Security Broadcast with the Church Safety Guys, sponsored by Checker. Background screens for your faith or volunteer organization. The Church Safety Guys is a nonprofit organization. Our mission is to inspire, influence, and impact church safety and security teams. We are protectors, guardians, ambassadors, and shepherds. We are about all things church safety and security, which starts with a ministry mindset and a servant's heart. Join us for the next hour as the Church Safety Guys unpack safety, security, leadership, and ministry operations with your hosts, James McGarvey, Paul Buckner, and Mike Scully. This broadcast is also available on social media, YouTube, your favorite podcast platforms, and on the all-new Church Security app. Well, welcome to the Church Safety and Security broadcast. Uh, this is live Sunday night, almost like Friday. <laughs> but uh, if you've just joined us, welcome. Thanks for, for hanging out with us tonight. Um, you're welcome to post what church you're, you're listening from and uh, what area. And, and if you have any questions throughout the broadcast, uh, we do our best to try and get to those and answer those uh, throughout the course of the evening. Um, for additional resources, you're welcome to visit churchsafetyguys.com or download our church security app in uh, both the Google and iOS uh, platforms. And uh, we're updating material and information on there constantly. So there's some great resources that are available at no cost uh, to you and your your uh, team and your church. So uh, feel free to, to uh, jump in on the conversation. And if we can ever do anything um, as far as helping you, coaching you, uh, feel free to reach out to us because we'd love to love to help you as much as we can. So uh, if if you're joining us at a later time, feel free to click that lower right hand button that's uh, like and subscribe. And that gives you updates on our content uh, when it comes out. So now that that mouthful is done, <laughs> I have had a busy week <laughs> and I'm just going to say that. Um Specifically Tuesday, I was actually I was on a webinar. Which as soon as it it gets published, it'll be in the the um, um, on our our on our social media platform, so you can listen to it. But it was it was basically it was an awesome webinar. It was with Checker and uh, Rock City Church and a few other folks, and uh, I had a great opportunity to to speak with how how we train uh, and what, what a good ideology is for training churches and places of worship. And then uh, one of the other things that I talked about was how we can uh, be more connected in our communities with local law enforcement and, and uh, municipal services and, and kind of feel the pulse of, of our community and help and partner with them to make a better community. Nice. So that was, it was pretty awesome. I loved it. Everybody was fantastic. Checker was great to work with. Um, and uh, as, as a sponsor for, for our broadcast, I will throw a, a shameless plug out there for them that um, they do a fantastic job. And we are actually going to have some of the guests from that, that uh, webinar on, uh, on our broadcast. I'm actually scheduling them now. So um, fantastic resources. And I, I will tell you what's interesting is their, their faith, uh, faith-based division in their organization. Um, they, 
have such a large faith background that it's crazy. Like people started talking to me and like introducing themselves and saying, Hey, this is, this is what I do for checker. This is why I do it. And I'm like, well, what's your background? And it was just amazing to me how many people had like been involved in ministry for 20 years. And they're like, yeah, I've been doing this. I've been working with my church. I'm a church leader. And you know, that helps me contribute to that. So awesome organization. Um, they, they do our background checks and uh, do a fantastic job, you know, hours, not days. Um, and so if you're, if you're trying to streamline your process of bringing volunteers on, whether it's for church or, or safety, um, actually children's or safety or something else, they're a fantastic organization to work with. So highly recommend them. Um, so anyhow, what was crazy, what I was going to say, and, and Paul heard some of this story earlier, but Tuesday was the day I was, I was on a webinar and then I drove out to Dayton with a couple, a couple guys from my church. And we had, uh, an EP, EP gig for a tent revival out in Dayton. And, uh, that was awesome. It was, it was amazing because we ended up with over 500 people there and they, um, they witnessed, they share, I mean, they shared the gospel and lives were changed. People were baptized and, it was just a, a very high, um, I don't know, high energy, <laughs> hopper, high energy, uh, high energy evening. And it was awesome because uh, we had people coming up to us left and right. And we're like, you know, thank you so much for being here. One of, um, and I'll tell this story real quick and then, then we can get to our guests. But one of, one of my guys had, um, he was kind of in a dark area on the property and he had a, uh, an AR with him and a vest and, and other things. And he and I were directing traffic and this little old lady, I'm not, not even joking here. True story. Little old lady, probably in her seventies comes up to him and gets like into his personal space. Right. And so he's like stepping back and he's like, um, ma'am, you know, what, what can I help you with? You know? So she like pats him on this, on the shoulder and she's like, God bless you, Sonny, for doing what you're doing. And he's like, um, thank you, ma'am. And then he's like trying not to laugh, like, you know, being, being polite. Cause he's like trying to help her up this like real slippery slope to the, you know, the main level of the, of the, the revival and everything. So he's like helping her and she's like patting him in his arm and like, God bless you, you know? And then she, he gets her up and she turns around and she taps his AR and she's like, and so then he's really like, Oh my goodness, what am I going to do? What's happening? And, and she's like, and God bless your piece of equipment too. And turns around and walks away. And he calls me, I'm at the far end of the property, uh, parking cars and directing traffic on this back County road. And he calls me and he's like, Hey, I need you to come down here for a second. When you get a moment. <laughs> so he comes down and he's like, what's the value of it, of an AR when it's blessed. <laughs> it goes up. Yeah. I said, well, you never want to sell it. You never want to get rid of it because it's, it's got that special blessing now. And he's like, I, 
honestly can say that was the most unusual situation I've ever had. Well, and aside from the sentimental value, I think it has plus two hit points. So, I mean, for any, <laughs> you know, I actually had a lady come up to me and I was at an event and I was walking around very similar circumstances. And she's like, Hey, I love seeing people carrying those guns. She's like, it's a shame that we have to do that, but the good people have to stop the bad ones. Right. And it's just one of those little slice of Americana things that people they're starting to say, Hey, look, we appreciate you being here. Thank you for doing what you're doing. So. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and that's how, that's definitely how it was. I mean, we were back in the middle of nowhere and, you know, people it was, and, and considering the the crew and, and the folks that were there who are, are very, um, very pro second amendment, Right. It was kind of like it was just funny that that the people were very specific to say, hey, we appreciate what you're doing and we appreciate that you guys are standing here so that we can go, you know, enjoy the tent revival and the service. And um, it was definitely it was a fun time. It was a lot of work. You know, it always is. But when we finished, I said to one of the other guys, I said, you know, part of the part of the fun in this is seeing the fact that you know lives were changed we made a difference people did a fantastic job and uh, people were grateful that we were there to help because they understood you know what was going on so fun times it was actually um, the church that was doing it was a church that i trained with uh, with dan blevins when dan blevins came out to ohio that's how i met him uh, met them and uh, Dan is actually going to be uh, joining us back on the show here in a couple of a couple of weeks. So nice. you don't want to miss that. He's uh, good people. Yeah, I think I think we're we're trying to figure out how we can get him on on a regular, excuse me, regular basis. But um, but yeah. So anyhow, next week, um, last last twenty four hours to buy tickets to the conference. I'll throw that out there. Church Security Essentials Conference, and that's it. Um, you can get those through visiting our website or um, reaching out. Uh, if you email us, we can um, we can send you the link, but it's churchsecurityessentials.info. And uh, we're after tomorrow at midnight, we're shutting it off. And uh, we've got a crazy number of folks that have, have bought tickets. And so um, really looking forward to it. Uh, but that's Saturday. So... Being that that's Saturday, Sunday, we're going to take off. Some of us are traveling and uh, we're not going to do a broadcast Sunday night. Um, it would be complicated to do so. We thought Some about of us it, will be, yeah. We'll be in the air <laughs> flying. Well, and, and for those of you, when he's talking about closing down the ticket sales, they're not doing ticket sales at the door. Right. So for security purposes and for ease of things, there won't be cash. They're not going to be taking cash or check at the door. And that way uh, we have enough seats for people, right? And then we have enough food for people uh, in advance. So we, we don't want anybody left out. But this is going to be one of those um, bridesmaids and lamp oil. Um, you should probably buy... Scripture talks about some bridesmaids and the wise bridesmaids had extra oh. lamp oil and the not wise maids. Yeah, we should probably take that into account. Yeah, a little spiritual insight there. But we should probably uh, buy those tickets in advance. And I know that the time is drawing nigh. So, well, it is, and and definitely we like I said we do have some. It'll be up like the site will be up for the next twenty four hours. So if you want to get in there and get some tickets, we are out of the VIP tickets. I will say that. Um, so, and we are filling up very quickly. I think we have maybe 10 or 15 seats left. That's, that's where we're at. So, 
Um, and that's kind of overflow, but honestly, I'm stoked about it. I'm really pumped. I, I think it'll be great to see, see all of you guys there, um, Lord willing. And then, um, the keynote speakers, the speakers we have and the, the info, it's going to be a high energy day. We've got some fantastic prizes, um, that we've set up to give away to people, um, fantastic sponsors. So I'm looking forward to it, but tonight, uh, we're going to jump into our guest who is with the two-way radio center and also a sponsor of, of the, uh, church security essentials conference. And he'll be joining us, uh, Saturday at the conference. Uh, so I will bring in Billy and, uh, thank you for joining us tonight, sir. I appreciate it. Sure. Thank you for having me. So outside of being like the, the, uh, guru and all knowing individual of radios, <laughs> How long, how long, for those of you that don't know your, your business and who you are, how long have you been in the radio industry? So I've been in the radio industry about 22 years. Um, and so if they make it, um, I know what it is. So I don't necessarily know everything about it, but I know what it is. And so, but we have experience selling uh, two-way radios to small churches, to large churches, and everything in between. So, uh, you know, nice. we're, we're good at diagnosing what, what your needs are and putting something in your hands that's not going to break the bank, um, but it's going to do the job that you need it to do. <clears throat> so I, I want to brag on Billy for just a minute. I was telling James before we get on here. So dealt with an interesting radio situation, and some radios with an identical model number had been purchased uh, by our church, not understanding that they would not work together. And so Billy spent a lot of time on the phone with me, uh, uh, numerous emails back and forth. I sent him the config files and what I'm able to present to my church is, hey, yeah, the bridge is out here, but he can actually get us the radios that we need that will work. And because he has that config file, there's things he can do to help us so we don't have to go through this heartache again. And that was really exciting because he immediately knew when he saw the two different config files that I had, oh, these are not going to work together. And that's huge because this was actually service before the sale talking about the situation and this is what we've run into and why aren't these working. And so now we're looking at solutions. And I mean, this was something that impressed the heck out of me and the knowledge. Um, no, that's not the right cable. That's the right cable. You need this software, not that software. And it was like off the top of his head. So I, uh, I would recommend working with him. And uh, as, as the, the website comes up on the screen, this is not only a Christian owned business, but you're going to know that you're going to get a piece of equipment that's going to work because my church had actually purchased these off of the web. And when they purchased these, one set was VHF, which was the new set, and the other set was UHF, and they're just not going to talk. And so that was that was alarming and very unfortunate to, to expend. And we unfortunately spent a lot of money to not get radios that work right. So if you want to avoid heartache. Oh, absolutely. And we've been, I've been working, um, trying to, to put some stuff together, but yeah, Billy's been a great resource for, for us as well. We've been trying to do, um, set up some radio stuff for our church plant and trying, we're trying to figure out what we need. And, and, uh, you know, we went, we went down the road and I know there's, there's quite a few churches out there, but we went down the road of, um, experimenting on our own and trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work. And then I met Billy <laughs> and then I'm like, you know what? Um, 
it probably would have saved me a lot of time and and uh, and heartache if I had met him a few years ago. But <laughs> I'm glad that I know him now because he is he is pretty cool with that. So, um, as far as I guess as far as as radios go, what uh, what are some of your suggestions, Billy? That you see like maybe churches 300 and under that uh, something that they would use and, and maybe be economical for them. So the, um, I guess the first thing I'd say is when we talk to a church, we want to know what they're using. So we're going to ask what, what you have. Um, and then once we know what you have, then we're going to try to sell you something that works with what you have uh, so that you don't have the experience that Paul had. Right. So they bought, <laughs> they have UHF radios. All of a sudden they bought VHF radios. If, if we've done our job properly, that never happens. Um, and I chuckle. So he says, I did a good job of figuring that out. Well, I figured that out at the, at the end of the technical support, not the beginning. Um, I should have asked a question at the beginning uh, the, because there is a model number on the back of every radio that would have told me that it was a VHF radio. Um, probably wouldn't have stopped us from doing all the, all of the conversating that we had uh, because the SL 300 is a good radio with some neat capabilities uh, for a church. And so we ended up talking about all of the things that you can do um, with that walkie-talkie, because really walkie-talkie, they're a power tool that talks and there's a bunch of features inside of it, just like your cell phone. And it's a matter of unlocking those features to do what you would want it to do for the church. Um, and so, you know, radios that cost a hundred bucks oftentimes have many of the same features as the radios that cost 500 bucks or a thousand bucks. And so we try to get you into uh, one of the less expensive radios that will give you a host of things that you would want to do. Um, you know, a lot of churches, you know, uh, when we talk about wattage, there's one watt radios or two watt radios, there's four watt radios. That's really not so much as uh, not so important um, because most churches are going to be in buildings that are 300,000 square feet or less. So if they're in a building that size, anything that any of the radios will work, it becomes a matter of getting, making sure you're not buying a toy, making sure we're not buying something that's a Chinese import that, what you get today is not the same as what you get six months from now, because that that happens. That was um, James's experience, right? You start using yeah. duct tape to make it all work together. That doesn't fit quite the same as you thought it should. Um, so those kinds of things happen, and then it's just making sure you got something that's quality. If it drops, it doesn't break, um, and it's easy for different people to use because you've got a lot of turnover. Well, and one of the things I know a lot of folks in our group use like Baofeng and some of the other some of the other Asian brands of or Chinese brands of, of radios. And I know part of the reason they do that is because a lot of times it it provides a little bit level, a little bit more of a level of security to the conversation versus like just CB because you can program them with the frequency. But one of the things that I found to just to your point is when I tested them we ordered them, like you said, we ordered them at different times, like within two or three months, everything that we got, what I found was what one, what was considered five Watts or one Watt for one set. Wasn't, it wasn't the same for the next set. Like it actually was, I don't know if it was adjusted down or, or what exactly, but um, what we were finding through our, our building, which our church, I mean, you'll, you'll see, obviously you'll see Saturday, but our church building, we've added on and added on and added on, right? Well, we just, today, we just celebrated 56 years and our first section in the sanctuary is actually cinder block and it's filled with, 
sand for insulation. That's how, you know, that's how old it was. So from our standpoint, when we're trying to cut through that because of the inconsistencies of the radio, that makes it almost impossible to talk even from one side of the building to another without having some kind of repeater or, you know, something like that. So um, part of our frustrating learning curve was just understanding and realizing that, look, if we don't have a solid way to communicate back and forth, we're going to be in a world of hurt. And I'm not, you know, I'm not just talking about like apps or phones because we've, we've had issues with people using apps because somebody has Sprint and that doesn't cover well, but somebody else has AT&T and that covers great, you know, and there's, there's been a, 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 a disconnect with that, but just the reality of understanding, look, that's the one of the few tools that we have on our tool belt that when something goes wrong, you don't want to be questioning it. You know, the other one's probably your firearm, right? You don't want to carry around something that you have to wonder if it's going to work or not. <laughs> well, the radio, you know, radio is the same way because when I key that and I talk to somebody, I want to know that somebody hears me and, you know, and that's, that's important. And that's, that's definitely one of the things that we went through and then finally got to the point where we were like, look, you know, we need to stop, stop messing around with this antenna and this and that and, um, and really, you know, get professional help from, from somebody that can kind of guide us because uh, it's just, you know, for us, it just wasn't working. So uh, we were able to, to get that figured out. But again, now that I'm doing a church plan on, on the new side of it, you know, one of the things that I said to, to our pastor was, look, you know, I don't want to do that again. I want to have everything lined up, the same frequencies, the same radios across the board. And we have at the moment, you know, we have the resources to do that instead of just, you know, buying something cheap um, on, you know, eBay or Amazon. I mean, just it's it's tempting because you sometimes you see that price tag and it's like, look, you know what, long-term, you know, you've got to think long-term, you've got to think customer service and you've got to think, you know, this is a um, two-way radio center is a, is a organization that's been around for a long time and they, they stand by their products. So, you know, it's not like, you know, if you buy something from Amazon, you're going to have six, you know, third party sellers where you're trying to contact them and say, Hey, this isn't working. It's like literally like Paul experienced, you just pick up the phone and, <laughs> and we're getting ready to go through that very situation where we're having to go back. And this is how bad our situation is. I ended up with COVID at the beginning of July. We had had the radios about a month and we had ordered a cable and didn't come in and we ordered a cable and we didn't get the right one. And we ordered a cable and we finally had the right one. And it was this this circus of of different things. And this forum said this and there's no support from the vendor. And we are we are probably well past the ability to return these radios. They're probably going to have to be sold as second hand because of this mistake. And it was an honest mistake, but yeah, we could, we can avoid a lot of things like this. And, and I want to touch on something that James just said. If you guys ever think you're going to go multi-campus, why wouldn't you want all your radios to work together? Because if you're going to do a vacation Bible school and pull people from this campus to help at that one, or you're ever going to go and have one of your pastors speak at your other campus, why wouldn't you want to have radios that work, that work with each other? And you just walk in the door and you bring your own radio. 
Yeah, and there's actually the best practice for that is, is that every campus is using the same channels um, in the same frequencies because if they get intermingled, you're good there. Or if a campus, if you end up closing the campus and then those radios are going to the other facility, they're, they're good to go. Um, one of our goals is when you buy radios from us um, that they come ready to work with what you already have. And so the first time that takes a little bit of work because we have to get one of sometimes we have to get one of your radios to make sure that we can that we've got them paired up properly. Um, but once you've done that the first time, anytime you call for radios, the radios are shipping out the door the same day, configured and ready to work with what you what you have. And, and I don't know if you guys are catching that at home, but think about what that's worth, because if you can magically have things work as they come in the door and you can build that level of expectation, um, you can continue to build off that. And then you can, you can ad hoc build your radio network, which anybody who's, who started a church, you probably started out with four radios or six radios and, and now you need 25 radios. Well, if you know that you can just call up and say, Hey, I need another 10 radios for this church campus, they're going to come in pre-configured and then you just instantly can work and there it's no heartache. So the, the major manufacturers of two-way radios, that would be Motorola, Kenwood, ICOM, Hytera, those are the, those are the four big ones. Um, one, thing you, one thing that, that we know is, is that they make, the same, they, they make the same radio for years. So I've got a Mag 1 in my hands right now. Motorola has been making this radio for 16 years. Um, and so on one side of that, while that's old technology, there's something newer and better out. Uh, there, there could be some truth to that, but a walkie-talkie is a walkie-talkie. The reason they make the things the same is so that when you're buying a radio 16 years ago and you buy, you buy a radio today, they work together, the same audio accessories, the same everything, so you're not throwing away your investment that you already have already paid for. Whether it's multi-chargers, whether it's headsets, batteries, you're not throwing that away. It still works together. And all sorts of the manufacturers work very hard to make sure that they keep models on the market for years at a time. Nice. So the backwards compatibility, if you guys are hearing that, literally he's saying a radio you bought 10 or 15 years ago, he's going to be able to get you something that's backwards compatible. And I've even, in talking to you, Billy, there's even some, some a couple of those brands you mentioned that actually will work with each other's frequencies and the configurations can be set to match, correct? Yes. That's kind of like a car stereo, right? So if you, doesn't matter what brand of car you get into, you can find your radio, favorite radio station in the walkie-talkie world. I've got something that's going to line up with what you have. And this is even so that we're clear. This is even on the digital side where there's some encryption, correct? Uh, so it's a little more a little more complicated with digital because there's two types of digital that's out there. Kind of like um, if you remember when there were VCRs and beta machines, um, <laughs> so there's different technologies, and so there's two of them. Um, and uh, so we have to match up based on which technology you have. But the answer is yes, we can make it work. See, and that's worth its weight in gold as well, because if you're if you're near anything, I've worked on campuses and I don't know what it's like where you are, James, but I've worked on campuses with folks where um, there might be heavy traffic driving by and you're picking up stuff off of, you know, oh, you're picking stuff up sure. off your highway or or maybe you've got a campus of something else. There's gas stations, there's truck stops, there's some other thing. And all of a sudden in the middle of using your walkies, you hear, welcome to McDonald's. What would you like? You know, you know, would you like a Big Mac today? And right in the middle of what you're trying to do. And so if you have some mild encryption that's set up on there, you're not going to be getting that. Yeah, well, so Paul, yeah. So let me jump on that real quick. Yeah, There's two different, two different things that were that go there. What Paul's talking about is actual back and pulling the noise out, so you don't hear the background noise. Um, and so you can walk into the sanctuary where music is playing, 
and you should not hear the music through your walkie-talkie if we're using. Oh, praise God. Okay, so then the <laughs> encryption that you're talking about is is actually somebody on the outside trying to listen in, mm-hmm. right? And so somebody on that. So with an analog radio, I can pull up in your parking lot with a scanner, and I can hear what's um, what's going on. Whether it's Beofang, even Motorola, any of the brands, if it's an analog radio, I hear what's happening. Um, unless I have encryption installed. If I'm using a digital radio, encryption is standard out of the box. And so it's very difficult for somebody to come in and listen. And so a good example of how that would work, when I first started doing this, there were a lot less channels. And so I used to pull in Burger King parking lots with a VHF radio, and I could take orders, um, and there was nothing they could do about it. So I could sit in the parking lot and take somebody's hamburger order, right? So, not, that, I, not that you ever did. I mean, you know. No, that's right. Why would I do that? Yes. Yeah, so you can do that, but you can't do that with digital. So, so before before James makes a comment and before we yeah. jump to our break, I want to make a really quick comment there because there's two things I want to make sure we don't miss. Number one is if you've ever been in your sanctuary and you've been trying to hear over the radio and you've been trying to get a signal out over the radio and it's clearing it up for you, what a blessing because we had somebody that had this terrible seizure in the middle of our sanctuary and being able to grab a radio and communicate that we needed medical Amazing. Didn't even think about it at the time, but there was quite a bit of ruckus in there. And then secondly, I was training with Matt Combs with Shield Force and the radios we had were analog. And somebody was sitting, we were going through doing a live action training with with role-playing actors, went into a major store. If I named the the store, you'd you'd know. And one of their managers had his portable set to scan. And he was literally, it literally locked onto our communication and he was listening to us communicate. Uh, the principal's leaving the vehicle. We're coming in the front doors. We're going over here. I think I spotted a threat. He thought they were getting robbed. And so there was some quick communication that had to happen there. But but when those sorts of things happen, those are lessons learned. And so being able to go over to digital, you're not going to get that sort of thing. And it's going to be a lot harder for the wrong people to be listening to your traffic. Yes, for sure. Well, I want to I want to jump on that, but we need to take a quick break. So uh, we will uh, take a quick sponsor break, and then we'll be right back with you guys. So don't go anywhere. And I've definitely got a couple of follow up questions. <laughs> so stay uh, stay with us. We'll be right back. Nobody thinks it will happen to them, but with over two thousand emergency phone calls per month to our independent program attorney answered hotline, it's closer to home than you think. At U.S. Law Shield, we give you exclusive access to our 24-7, 365 emergency hotline. Not a call center, direct access to our network of independent program attorneys. With a price point of only $10.95 per month and unlimited attorney hours for criminal and civil defense, U.S. Law Shield provides you with unparalleled service and protection where it matters most. No other program comes close. We believe an educated member is an empowered member. We do this by providing educational resources featuring seasoned attorneys, firearms instructors, law enforcement, and experts in all areas of self-defense law. We at U.S. Law Shield believe peace of mind should come with simple and affordable protection.
Welcome to the Church Safety Guys broadcast. Over 50 years of experience with religious and nonprofit organizations, Thomas Alexander Insurance and Associates understands that your congregation is different from a traditional business. We're here to fulfill your needs, coming to you while creating a personal plan for your budget and size. From your local community to around the globe, we are advocates for you. Thomas Alexander Insurance and Associates, your partner in service. The Church Safety Guys help church and place of worship safety and security teams all over North America through our broadcasts, online communities, conferences, trainings, resources, and the all-new Church Security app. Download it today. Help us continue to reach churches by supporting our sponsors, purchasing our resources, and consider becoming a ministry partner by making a monthly or one-time donation. Remember to like, subscribe, and share this broadcast with your team. And now, back to the broadcast. All right, so welcome back. We are with Billy and 2A Radio Center. And uh, so we're talking to him tonight just about some some basic radio stuff. And and uh, we appreciate definitely appreciate you coming on, Billy, because I know you've helped clear up a lot of stuff for our listeners in the past about misconceptions and stuff like that, too. But we we're just talking about encryption. And one of the I know I've said this this story before, but one of the, the first times, like when we first started a safety team, uh, we were using, I think we were using Midland radios that were basically CD. It wasn't even like family, you know, FMRS or anything like that. And uh, I, I remember very vividly putting the radios out and then going to collect them at the end of the night. And one of the, the sweet ladies from the infant nursery was like, well, I heard you, you calling us and talking. And I said, I didn't talk at all tonight on the radio. <laughs> And they're like, well, who was who was it then that we heard? And I said, I don't know. And so I, I collected the radios and I started listening to them, you know, and testing them at different times during our services. Well, we're and you'll see when you, you come up, we've got quite a few interstates around us. And so we were picking up the uh, the industrial hub of <laughs> mm -hmm. the, the truckers on the highways around us. And I can honestly tell you that the language that they were using was not appropriate. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so I'm like, no, that's definitely not us. So that was kind of the point, you know, the part where we're like, okay, this needs to be encrypted and this needs to be more secured and we need to be doing some, you know, using a tool that is more private, you know, for sure. But um so I definitely, I definitely understand that. And yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I believe right now we're using UHF frequencies, business frequencies. And if I have, I actually have in our office, a trunked um, scanner, unit and scanner, and I can for, for sounds so they can hear, hear different channels in the, in the uh, safety office and it picks it up. All I had to do is type in the frequency and, you know, because we're right there, and it's not encrypted and so that's one of the things that i i need to start looking at for ours just to make sure that you know it is it is more private because 
you know, we do have a lot of fast food places around us, but just in general, I don't want, you know, everyone being able to tap in and listen to that, that conversation. So um, one of the questions that we did get was uh, from Kevin uh, up in Michigan, and I think he'll be there. Um, I think he'll be there Saturday at the conference, but he was asking about uh, Retevis RB37 uh, Bluetooth. And again, they, they were interested in that because of uh, the Bluetooth component to be able to listen to that headset, which was something that I want, you know, we wanted to ask you about too and what your thoughts were on that. Sure. So Bluetooth has been a challenge for two-way radios um, because they're conflicting technology. So when you talk on your cell phone, it's it's a duplex communication, right? And so, and when you um, when you receive a phone call, your it's the first time your phone rings, the phone sends a signal to the Bluetooth headset to tell the Bluetooth headset to wake up. Um, and so, when you use two-way radios. Um, it tends to be a second and a half. There, there tends to be about a second of delay from the time that somebody pushes the talk on a radio that the next radio is going to receive. But there's no delay. There's no time for that headset to wake up. There's no signal telling that headset to wake up. Okay. So with all Bluetooth headsets, when we use, if if we plug them into a two-way radio, there's always you're always going to have the, the first word gets clipped, um, and so that's why you don't see the major manufacturers doing Bluetooth is because they've not. Have now figured out a good way to make that a good ex user experience, and so there are there are users who get upset because you know instead of hearing Billy, I heard Illy. Um, they didn't get they didn't get everything they were looking for on the, on the beginning of that transmission. So, but there there are some good aftermarket Bluetooth um, products um, for any radio that's out there. Um, Prime is the the big manufacturer of those. And so, you know, we sell dongles. This this Mag One that I've got in my hands, this box you see on the side, that's a Bluetooth dongle, um, and we connect that to a Bluetooth headset, and we use this wirelessly. Um, but when we do that, we have to teach our we have to teach the users. You push the button, and then you know, wait a second, and then start to talk so that you don't lose the front of that transmission. I wanted to mention something that is nice about radios that in where you can configure them in their software. Because um, we started with Baofeng, and uh, I can tell you if you baptize them, they probably have demons because they don't take well to being baptized, but uh, may have had that experience and fried one. But we got a, a whole stack of these things, and I had a real problem with some of my folks. They wouldn't leave the channel button alone. And so they, they, I would turn it on and turn it up to about half volume, and then I would turn it to the channel we used. And I think they're one through 10 channel radios. And... I ended up going in and using their software and I actually used an aftermarket software is what I ended up using that worked the best, but I was able to go through and configure every single one of those to the same frequency because I had two ladies that would not leave them alone. And then they go, well, I tried to call you and you didn't answer. That's because you were on channel seven. I put them on channel one, leave them alone. They're pushed to talk, not, not, you know, given to you to mess with. And I finally, in exasperation, I programmed all of them <laughs> to literally, but some of these radios can be locked. And, and this is what, what I wanted you to maybe unpack for us, Billy, is some of these can be unlocked or, or locked rather to where they're set to certain things. And then there's overrides that you and I talked about where, where you can override and talk across all the channels or uh, even with some of the really fancy schmancy radios, you can actually listen in on a microphone in case there's an emergency and hear what is being said, even if they're not talking. So, 
Sure. So that typically happens with the digital product lines that are out there. And so um, in, you know, so in two-way radio lingo, um, you guys think of a channel, that's a frequency. And when we start talking in digital, we use one frequency and then we use talk groups. Um, and so if I have a talk group for uh, safety, I have a talk group for children's, I have a talk group for AV. Um, I can also have a talk group that's called All Call, and that will override all of those channels. And so if there's an emergency, the safety, you know, some of your key safety folks would be the only people you give access to that channel, obviously. When they talk, every radio hears it. Um, doesn't matter where they're, uh, what group they're in, when that communication happens, they're going to hear it. Um, other things we're able to do that we were talking about is this, um, it's, you know, the technical term is stun, um, kill and revive. And so a stun is when um, you would want to stun a radio of somebody's uh, key in their push to talk mic and you're getting that burst of static or you're getting a burst of a conversation, but not the whole thing. Well, who is that? Um, with the digital radio, you can identify who it is and you can send a signal to his radio that forces that to stop. Um, wow. That's a cool idea. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So if, um, if they keep doing it, right, so if they do it again because the stun only lasts for 10 minutes or so, if they continue to do it, you can actually kill the radio, uh, which means the radio doesn't work until you get a hold of it and then you send a revive signal to it. Interesting. Um, and so there's that's a, there's um, a few people I'd love to do that too on my team. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And then there's another feature that's called remote monitor. And so if there's a situation in the children's building, you can remote monitor the radios by sending a signal to that radio to key the push to talk mic. And it's going to key the mic for about two minutes. Um, and then you can send it again if you need to send it again. But it's going to open the mic without the user ever knowing that the mic got opened. Interesting. So I can see... I could see some great application for that. I mean, in the business sure. world, maybe you want to hear maybe somebody saying John. John is saying some things he shouldn't say, but imagine James, we're on the same the same setup, and I go to key up, and I'm like James, I need somebody to meet me at the lobby doors, and then I go dark. Well, you yeah. could key up my mic, and even if I'm dead laying there on the floor, which is a horrible thing to contemplate, is uh, <laughs> don't laugh. Is uh, if if the hypothetical church security person is down or they have been taken captive or that, you know, they've got their hands up and they can't touch their mic. Now you yeah. can hear what's going on. And I love that. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, another real life situation that that one that happened at a church here in Greenville was um, a, a member uh, had a diabetic issue. And so there was a paramedic right there helping. And then there was a nurse that was able to listen to what was going on, write the numbers down um, and so when they key, remote keyed that mic for, uh, so they could hear it. And so they're writing it down. So they had all the information that they needed for that, for that, uh, guest, um, to take it to his doctor. Awesome. See, and that's, what's great. If you've got a central dispatch that's handling that James at yeah. your church, that's huge. And then the ability to kill that radio, if something happens and the radio is damaged, or, I mean, if something happens and somebody has compromised your radio, um, it, or you know, a kid gets a hold of it and you've got to knock them off the channel for a second, I may have had a member of my leadership team at my last church at one point that may have been getting on my radio, and Billy and I talked about this, and may have been saying stupid things over the radio, thinking it was funny, mm -hmm. and I may have had to say, "Will somebody please take the child off the radio?" Right. And that was the only thing I could do to get him to quit because we were trying to communicate and he was being funny with something like this. If the radio falls into the wrong hands, you could literally disable the radio. I mean, it's pretty high speed and, and you're going to pay for that with some of the radios. Well, and not a, 
from a practicality standpoint, one of the reasons that I kind of like that is we have in our particular situation and, you know, we're, we're very similar to other churches where folks will volunteer in one capacity and that overlaps with another capacity. Right. So in our church, a lot of times our folks, um, that are on the safety team may actually be in the choir as well. So they go on to sing with, with the praise team in the choir. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, we've got mics keying all over the place and we're instantly, you know, we've got all that music coming from the sanctuary and um, you know, we don't, I mean, we work it out. Obviously we, we, we do the best we can with, everybody serving in multiple capacities because you know what having some extra people on the stage in the sanctuary isn't a bad thing you know they know what they're doing they know how to do it but for the rest of us that are like all of a sudden listening now to the entire service through because somebody bumped their their radio now the the other piece of being able to dial in and listen i really like because there have been times and we've, we have always had the rule and we've talked about this on the, the broadcast before, but we've always had the rule of, yeah. you know, we respond to um, any situation with two people. Well, if you're, you know, if, if I'm responding to a situation and all of a sudden you dropped your radio or it, it cut off, Paul, you know, we're on the same team. It's like, okay, so I'm responding into a situation that I don't know, or maybe you were out in the parking lot and you were by yourself checking out cars and you're like, hey, you know, this car is odd, raising red flags. You jump out of the car and you forget to grab your radio because you set it in the cup holder. Well, now all of a sudden, you know, you've got to go back to your car. And and that's that might seem like I'm building crazy, funny stories or whatever. But the reality is that's happened to us. Like I've gone jogging out of the building to see what's going on in the parking lot because that person isn't near the radio and won't, you know, isn't responding with it. And I legitimately thought something happened. So, and I, I want to take this back to Billy really quick too, because yeah. what you just said is important. So feel free to finish your thought, but my ADD brain, cool. the ability to identify a radio and single it out. If you have radios where that's an assigned radio that goes to that position. So that's lobby, that's your kid's area. That's your, that's your, whatever that's uh that's uh you know sanctuary front left whatever that is if all of a sudden you start getting really bumped you know like like the mics being keyed and bumped and it sounds like a physical altercation and you see that 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 assigned radio is to the pastoral protection team might be time to scramble some people and um or or like i said or, or you get part of a key up and it goes dark and they're not coming back on now you're not going uh everybody everybody you know report status where you are oh paul's the only one that didn't key up because billy can get you a radio that your central dispatch can go that's radio seven that's the parking lot for sure yeah and it's not a crazy amount of money to do that um so you know we we have i'll have i'll have a setup this weekend for you guys to actually see it in action um, and I've got them here, but you know, this, I mean, I don't know that the display is going to be good enough. There's a display on this radio. Um, I can, when I key this mic, it, you're not going to be able to see it, but if I key this mic on this radio, it identifies on this radio whose it is. Um, nice. and, then, and then we also have a, a base station that does the same thing that's bigger for people to see it. And it's not a crazy amount of money to be able to do that. So I'm, not, I'm not telling you about a thousand dollars per radio solution. We can do it at one hundred and fifty dollars 
for most of the users and then 250 that's got has the displays that you need to be able to see what's happening sure and, it, and it, if you think about that that's not actually that far out of the price of other radios that won't provide that right <clears throat> sorry james go ahead no it, that's absolutely that's absolutely right and that's what i love about how you're I, I keep I keep saying business, and I want to cut myself off because I, I I'm going toward ministry because you you really you guys are really passionate about working with churches to the point of um, just going so far above and beyond. But that's one of the other things too that that I love about you guys is that you know you look at how to do things economically and not like saying hey you need to buy a two hundred dollar radio or three hundred dollar radio and and buy ten of them. It's like, okay, so what do you need to do to get what you need done done? And like you just said, you know, maybe one or two of the more expensive ones, but not, you know, a different one or, or one that's the, a lesser model that will help you accomplish what you need to. So right. awesome, uh, awesome thoughts and suggestions. Is, is there anything, um, we're almost at actually almost out of time, but is there anything that you typically see or have been seeing with churches lately that uh, that we haven't asked you about that you want to share? So you didn't ask us. Uh, so you didn't bring up Zello this time. You, you oh, yeah. <laughs> mentioned you briefly mentioned it. Um, so Motorola is actually moving into that space, and okay. so um, and as they're moving into that space, it's a they've got a unique um, situation with it. Is that they have an app. They also have a radio, which they're, it's called Push to Talk Over Cellular. Um, and then they have a mobile unit um, that can be put in a car or used as a base station. Um, but I'll have that with me this weekend also because we do get asked about Zello. Um, we do get asked about, isn't that a better way for us to communicate in the church? And so when I have my, my thoughts about it are, is that when we're using two-way radios, two-way radios are on a lock signal that we don't have to worry about everybody in the church getting on the phone. And so we don't have to worry about there being congestion because everybody's on the phone with walkie-talkies, it's instant. But for those churches that want to use something like Zello, Motorola has a really compelling offer um, with some safety features because that's what Motorola does. Um, that's worth um, taking a look at. And that's one of the things too. I know a lot of folks, and I'll just, just jump on that, on the Zello thing real quick. A lot of folks um, are constantly saying, you know, don't do radios, do the app, do this, do that. I can tell you, honestly, I'm not a fan of it. And I, I've never, you know, I've never told people to do it. We've, we used it and we had issues with connectivity and, and just cell phone coverage and some people having different plans and that impacting it based on where towers were located and signals. But I can tell you, we used it. Um, one of the classes that I took uh, executive protection with Matt, uh, Matt Shield and um, Matt Combs Shield Force down in Missouri, you know, we used Zello. We tried to use Zello and we put it through the ringer. And I'll tell you, nothing to me. It was I was I was driving one of the vehicles and I'm like trying to tap into this app with, you know, with my earpiece and Bluetooth and all this stuff. And I'm like, just give me a handheld radio, right? Mm -hmm. That I, I can get it done like that and be like, hey, there's an issue. This is what's going on. So, you know, not, and I don't want to, if you're, you know, if your church has set that up and you've, you're happy with it and it works for you, um, you know, more power to you. But, realistically you have to also consider that when you go to different places 
you know, if you travel for events, if you go to different locations, mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, your phone, your app's not going to work. Um, right. I mean, Mike's at, Mike's at Yellowstone this, this past week. He hasn't had cell phone reception at all. Mm -hmm. So in those environments, we're still rural, rural enough that, you know, with parts of the U.S., if your church is set up in that area, you're not going to be able to use Zello or use one of those talk apps as easily as as a radio. So two radios work where you work. Yeah. All the time. I, I want to bring that up. I'm glad you both said that because there's two aspects of that. And then I've got a follow up that I want Billy to kind of maybe unpack for us really, really quickly is number one, in certain federal level emergencies, they shut down cell towers. Yeah. And you may need you may be some type of a station where FEMA's working or or you're you're working around that because nobody's arrived yet mm -hmm. so number one they work where you work i like how you put that um and they don't they don't get shut down with something like that and then the second aspect of that that i love is um like i said you can take them on the go with you and you're moving from place to place the only caveat to that is if you travel outside the country and you and i talked about that quite a bit billy so maybe mention that Sure. So two-way radios, the frequencies are accepted by, they're um, regulated, by, regulated by the United States government. And so every country in the world has regulations. And what's legal here is not legal in Canada. And so um, so you have to be careful of that, you know, anytime you're taking two-way radios with you. The good thing is, is they're all handheld, so the chances of getting caught are not high. Um, but if you use them in the wrong place, you can definitely get in trouble for it. So like for for practical application for those of you listening, like if you went out out of the country on like a missions trip or something like that, keep in mind that grabbing the radios and just expecting to use them, mm -hmm. you know, you need to do a little bit of research first yeah. and just make sure. And, you know, with the well, Internet, so, it's not yeah. that challenging. I mean, you can you can find frequencies and and uh, there are enough folks that do ham radio and that sort of thing around that. Um, well, and we, we might know this guy that might be able to equip your team with radios that would work legally in that <laughs> environment. Billy, I don't know if you know anybody that could hook us up. Oh, but yeah, so our, our friends who are in Michigan and the northern states, right? They're, yeah. they're bordering Canada. You can actually get a fine from the Canadian government for using a frequency that's legal in the United States if it oh, wow. crosses the border. So um, that that's just one example of that, that uh, it is important. That's why you deal with professionals who know what we're doing. For sure. I uh, I wanted to, to jump on this topic real quick, and I know that it's not really radio related, but it's, you guys handle it, and we're almost out of time. But <laughs> um, Motorola's got some, some cool new uh, body yeah, cameras. Body cameras, I'll have them with me this weekend. Um, and then I have a pair um, being signed out for you to test. And so, um, but yeah, I've got, uh, so there's Motorola's launched two body cameras uh, for what this, this space. So that are not, um, they're not um, uh, law enforcement quality, but they're good. They're, they've got good, robust security built into them and it's good quality camera. Um, and so I'll have them to show this weekend. Awesome. Nice. That's, that's fantastic. And one of the things, I mean, we've, we've taken, a lot of hits for saying we we use actually wolfcom uh, body cameras and mm -hmm. they've been donated like we had a department donate they upgraded theirs so they donated theirs to our church mm -hmm. and it's funny because people for years right paul have said don't don't have that and we're like well what's the difference between holding up your phone 
and something on you, it's free. It's free, right? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, I started seeing your your stuff come out with Motorola, and I'm like, you know what? If Motorola is making mm -hmm. something in this market for churches specifically, guess what? There's a need for it. Like they're sure. seeing that preemptively. So that's well, there's two doing. two things. It changes the behavior of both people. Okay. So the security professional is going to be more professional because he's wearing a camera and he knows what he's doing is being seen. And then yes. the person who is the instigator is less likely to um, amp things up if he knows he's on camera. Um, and so that that's the reason for it. Um, and then the security behind it is, is that, you know, the chain of the chain of custody of the video, um, a security guy, the guy wearing the camera can't modify the video. He can't, he can't, he can't delete it. He can't change it. You know, so that's handled from the administration of the church. It's the same, and it's a safety tool. Yeah. Well, and, and churches are being targeted by this. We had a guy in our area that he was driving around with uh, GoPros clamped all the way over his vehicles. One of the first pictures I ever sent you, James, was his vehicle. It looked like a clown car. And what he was doing was trying to instigate altercations, verbal or physical altercations with church staff or security. Now you think about that. He was seeing the church as a meal ticket. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, well, and, you know, John, John Riley is joining us this weekend and he's one of our keynote speakers on, on deescalation. And he and I were talking this past week about how, you know, that's um, a lot of, you know, he, he had a few situations where he had his cell phone out and he was kind of like, he stuck it in his pocket recording so that he could hear as like, you know, and a protection protection for him because he didn't know exactly what was going on with the situation and that sort of thing. And uh, people, like I said, people say that to me all the time. Well, I'll just pull my camera, my phone out and record it. And it's like, you know, I don't know about, about you guys, but my my kids are can access my stuff faster than I can. And especially if I'm in the middle of an emergency and all of a sudden I'm fumbling with my phone, that's a lot different than being hands free and being able to flip a switch or right, you know, do well, something like that. So. That phone becomes a piece of evidence also. So yeah. if you start recording with that, it's yep. that it becomes evidence and you lose it. So uh, I've had that conversation with police officers because I'm like, if you access your personal information on that phone and you use that phone for your law enforcement job, it can be subpoenaed. And now whatever's on your phone, if you had a personal conversation with a friend is being read by a law office, yeah. it may be evidence in a court. And I, and the second aspect of that is we talked about this on another broadcast, but the nice thing about these cameras is <clears throat> if I hold up my $1,200 iPhone and somebody slaps that out of my hand, <laughs> I might be a lot more apt to ramp things up and overreact as I watch it bounce across the floor than I would be if I have a body camera on my chest that's almost invisible. And I can tell you, I work with, with a lot of different departments as a civilian chaplain. The, the culture that we're in has not quite figured out yet that cops wear body cameras. And I've seen people say and incriminate themselves to really stupid things or or try to initiate something with an officer and then they're startled when it shows up in court mm -hmm. so so it would be unheard of in a church circle and if we're smart we might get ahead of that curve mm -hmm. well i mean that's what one of the things billy said earlier is the chain of custody and i'll i'll circle back around on that and then we'll call mm -hmm. it a night but the you know, a lot of folks have reached out and said, well, I just don't know, you know, if I can trust whoever, whatever, you know, we need to have some, some policy. Well, 
absolutely. You have to have a policy. You create a policy on who has access to it and you stand by that. You know, our church, we developed a policy that that policy is there is a chain of custody. Not everyone has access to it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm the safety director. I have access to it. And the, the pastors or the staff can for the purpose of coaching or releasing it to law enforcement if if that mm -hmm. comes up. Sure. But that information, that chain of custody with with media should be the same across the board, whether that camera is on you or, you know, it's a security camera in you know, in the ceiling. I mean, quite honestly, I mean, we had a situation a couple of weeks ago with a vehicle being stolen out of our parking lot and we had, we got it on camera and uh, we turned it over to, to law enforcement with the police report because the individual that did it didn't have a license plate on the vehicle that they pulled up in, um, but they were distinguishable. And we said, look, you know, in a court of law, it's very easy. It was very clear to see those individuals. And so... Mm -hmm. Um, we released that without a problem to law enforcement um, to mm -hmm. aid aid them and, you know, keep an eye out. So if you have a policy, if you have it written and established before you train to it, um, then, you know, that's that's really the way to go. So anyhow, um, we are out of time. Paul, would you like to absolutely prayer? And then uh, absolutely. we will call it an evening. Awesome. Thank you for coming on tonight, Billy. I look forward to seeing you this weekend. My pleasure. So, all right. Generally, Father, Lord God, I thank you for moments like these. Um, I thank you for people who have a heart to work in this space and to work with those of us who don't have a clue what we're doing when it comes to these radios or or whatever it is we're learning. Lord God, it's a, it's a lot to learn and absorb. And if this is a battle we don't have to fight, I love that. It's a hill we don't have to climb. And, and I thank you for, for folks like Billy who do what they do. And uh, Lord God, I ask that you would guide, bless, and protect our, our church safety teams as we're out there ministering, that you'd remind us to have that right heart. And Lord God, I ask for traveling mercies as we go up to this conference this weekend, and that uh, that what is spoken there would reach the right ears, and it would be with the right heart. We just give tonight to you in your son Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So just a, a quick reminder, next week, uh, we actually, we won't have a broadcast uh, but if you're coming to the conference, we'll we'll definitely see you Saturday this weekend. It's still kind of weird to say, but uh, anyhow, so you'll we'll be back with you guys in two weeks. And uh, until then, have a great week and uh, take care take care of yourselves, take care of your team, and uh, and we'll talk to you again. So take care, God bless, have a great night. Thank you for joining the Church Safety and Security broadcast with the Church Safety Guys, sponsored by Checker. We hope that you found it informative, and we appreciate your feedback. Be sure to share our broadcast with your teams. Join the discussion online, and for other great resources, download the Church Security app or visit our website at churchsafetyguys.com. Remember, keep a servant's heart a mindset of ministry, and Semper Disciplina. Always be training. Have a blessed week.